Hey there, fantastic entrepreneurs, and happy Monday. So just a heads up, if you have not checked out last week's mini episode, it is only around, I think, seven minutes, and I'm talking a lot about, you know, one of the key things that I do with my clients, one of my favorite exercises that helps to empower them and helps them to plan out all of their goals and get clear on what they want. So you will not want to miss that. But for right now, I am jumping in with the fantastic Brandon Gilson. Let's go. Ever found yourself teetering on the edge of throwing in the towel? You know, asking yourself questions like, is this supposed to be this hard? Or is it even possible to succeed at this entrepreneur thing? I completely get it because I built my successful businesses while juggling major health issues for my children and myself, debt piling up to my eyeballs and so much more. Want to know how the hell I succeeded and how you can too? Tune in to find out. Here we go. entrepreneurs, we have an amazing guest for you today. I am so grateful to be welcoming Brandon Gilson to the show. Let me tell you about this fantastic human being. So Brandon is the president of TBS VIP, which TBS um, stands for the best seats, VIP concierge, which was founded in 2012. You know, it's a premier corporate entertainment concierge company. It's headquartered in Boston. It serves over 10,000 clients globally with unique access to customized experiences. Um, A little bit of emphasis on the experience part of it, right? Um, You know, so he's got everything. This guy is the guy who can get you things that you never thought were possible, which I just think is an amazing, amazing thing. And he is just an absolute sweetheart. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation, you know, and especially during COVID, since everybody has kind of pivoted, a lot of his business was around live events, but now, you know, he's got this great tagline that says unprecedented experiences during unprecedented times. And that's exactly what he's doing, which you will learn more about. So Brandon, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me, Michelle. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm just going to jump in. Yeah, of course. I'm going to jump in because you've got an interesting story. I mean, you just came out of college in what, 2012 and you jumped right in and just founded a kick-ass company. So you just, you tell us, you know, the backstory behind all that. For sure. So sort of kind of that, because I've always had the entrepreneur, you know, gene, um, but I didn't make that jump as soon as I graduated in a, uh, 2012. Um, I decided, you know, that I wanted to work, you know, in the corporate space so that I could, you know, build up, you know, my resume, you know, uh, build up, you know, these partnerships, um, meet some awesome folks. Right. Uh, but in the back of my mind, Michelle, I always knew that, you know, I did want to, you know, branch free, make that jump, you know, start my own business. Um, cause I'm just not, you know, like cut out for a nine to five, you know, Monday through Friday clock in and, you know, it's clock out job. So, um, I worked in, uh, sports, entertainment, ticket sales, marketing. Um, but through all those experiences, Michelle, uh, it opened my eyes, you know, to what, you know, my passion is, which is helping create very unique, customized VIP experiences. Yeah. I mean, Um, give us some examples of what those are, because I just think it's some people think, you know, that they're, that they can't have these things and you have definitely proven that the sky's the limit for them. 
for sure. And, you know, they could range Michelle anywhere from, uh, you know, taking out your sales team to a basketball game, having like your own, you know, private suite with food and drinks after the game, you know, hanging out with Marcus Smart on the court, uh, you know, just taking selfies with them. Uh, it can range from going backstage, you know, with your family, hanging out with Taylor Swift, sitting front row, for, you know, for the whole show, um, flying private to Coachella. Uh, we have access to anything. And, you know, like you said, these experiences start out as like a far-fetched, you know, dream to our clients. They call us and then, you know, within five minutes, you know, we have them ready to go. All right. So how did you get that way? <laughs> Cause that's a pretty, <laughs> yeah. go back again. So, you know, just pretty amazing thing to be able to do. Yeah. Um, you know, just simply put through a lot of networking, you know, building up the relationships that turn into partnerships, you know, meeting the right people. I'm, you know, personally someone that's always putting myself out there, um, you know, just shaking hands, kissing babies. And I've been doing this, you know, for the past 15 plus years of my life. And again, you know, like this goes back to me always, you know, having, you know, that vision where I did, you know, want to start my own company, but I had to, you know, put myself in that right spot first. Right, right. And I mean, in a concierge type of business too, I'm imagining at least pre-COVID and maybe somewhat today as well, that, you know, you were kind of on call 24 seven. I know you had people working around the clock for experiences and, and, you know, for your employees, I mean, for your clients rather, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're just a year round, you know, we're not seasonal by any means because people are always looking to have fun, you know, travel when it's not COVID, of course. Uh, so it's just 24, 7, 365. And we have a lot of clients on the West Coast as well. So, you know, we may get phone calls and emails and, you know, texts at, you know, 2 a.m. our time, you know, just looking for this and that. So uh, it's just nonstop. Yeah. So, I mean, what, what keeps you going at that energy level? Cause I, you know, and that'll, that'll feed us into how you pivoted for COVID as well, because I think that does take a lot of energy drive. And I tend to get asked a lot, the question of like, you know, what helps you maintain that level of go. (laughs) Yeah. And I want to say coffee, Michelle, but my new year's (laughs) resolution was to cut it out a hundred percent and I'm uh, six days sober. So I'm still going strong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) No, but honestly, you know, just the excitement, you know, I love what we do. You know, it's not work for us. Um, And, you know, like, it's fun. You know, when someone says, Brandon, I want to sit courtside at the NBA finals. I want to go to the Super Bowl. You know, like, like, this is very fun stuff. Um, So just the excitement, you know, that we can bring to our clients um, traveling. You know, I love, you know, going to these events, you know, like with our clients as well. Right. Um, And uh, yeah, you know, like, I'm just go, go, go 24 seven. I love it. I just, I love it. And I think, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said like, you like what you do. I think that's the difference is when we, when people kind of are so uber focused on burnout with that go, 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 it's probably because, you know, they're not enjoying the ride on some level. Right. That's very true. That's very true. And that's kind of, you know, where I found myself at the age of, I think I was 25, 26, where I'm just like, I'm miserable. You know, like my personal happiness is, is not there. And I was, you know, making good money. I was, you know, in the realm of like athletics and ticket sales, but I'm just like, I have a way bigger, you know, goal. Um, And I know that I would be a hundred times, you know, more happy just doing my own thing. So. Yeah. Which is amazing to hear because even though you're working a ton, right. It's not, doesn't make it easier. Right. Especially when you're an entrepreneur, I think people think like that means you work less hours because you work for yourself, but actually I've found it just the opposite. Yeah. You, you work more, you just like them better. (laughs) A hundred percent. 100%. Okay. 
Awesome. I mean, and I love the fact that you're, you're saying that your happiness was put at the top. We had a guest a little while back, um, Julie Ball, who actually spoke about joy being a key performance indicator. So for her company, and that's how she runs like her executive team as well. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good thing to keep in mind. So for sure. Tell us more. I mean, let's, let's jump into the COVID stuff, right? Because a lot yeah. of it was events, like you said, and travel and stuff like that. But you've done a fantastic job, at least in my opinion, of pivoting. So what were kind of those, those first months like for you when they yeah. shut everything down? Uh, and like you said, Michelle, like 100% of our business is based on, you know, large gathering, in-person events, travel. So I would like to think that, you know, we got hit the hardest and like the first few months were just a shit show. It was just like, like what's going on first off, like this is, un, you know, like precedented. I didn't know this was going to last for like a month or two months. A lot of the events that were going to happen this summer, you know, they weren't canceled or rescheduled yet. So we're just like, we're going to be playing for them, you know, for June and July and August. But then as you know, more time like went on, all these events just got pushed out to, you know, this year, uh, it was a shit show. Like, that's the, uh, that's and honestly, like it still is like, who knows if the concerts are even going to happen, you know, this year. Uh, so it's just a waiting game. And I, you know, I personally, Michelle, I don't like to, you know, just wait around for, you know, things to happen. So it's like, all right, we can still control a lot. There's a few things that we can't, you know, let's just focus on the things, you know, that we have access to. Right. So I said, okay, listen, we still have awesome access to celebrities. Uh, companies are now having their staff all work from home. They're going to get, you know, very tired of just the Zoom meetings and all the, you know, trivia and like the happy hours and all that stuff. So I said, listen, you know, let's create some really cool virtual things where companies can, you know, bring everybody together virtually. They can engage, uh, you know, with some fun things. Like, for example, we're doing virtual Broadway shows with the cast from Hamilton and Chicago and, you know, Wicked. Um, We're doing celebrity uh, cooking lessons, you know, with some really cool chefs. So uh, we were crushing that, you know, all last year. We did a lot of like virtual office holiday parties. Uh, we have a few more coming up in uh, two weeks and uh, throughout the year, you know, until live events make their return, we're going to be, you know, just going with these and uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love, I love the fact that you, you found the hole, right? Yeah. Cause I mean, I'm, you know, me, I'm a speaker as well. And I think in the speaker yep. industry, we were all kind of waiting you know, when we were watching all of the, the industries kind of pivot and everybody right. had to go through that, that period of time where everyone had to get used to Zoom and understand it and understand how to leverage it and stuff like that before you could even mm-hmm. remotely pitch, I would assume. Um, right, any for ideas. sure. But it sounds like you've kind of found a pretty sweet, sweet spot, for lack of a better term, yeah. Yeah, with leveraging sure. it. Do you think that even when in-person events come back that you'll still be kind of keep that division open on some yeah. level? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, there's always positives that will come out of a terrible situation like this is. And that is definitely one of them. You know, we now can offer virtual VIP events, experiences, so that if companies don't feel comfy just yet, you know, going out there, you can say, hey, listen, you know, we still have this. Um, I don't think that the virtual experiences will ever replace, you know, the in-person. But um and you know like fortunately for us all of our clients are you know saying brandon like we can't wait to get back out you know i i need to be at the first you know celtics game or i gotta go to like the first you know concert at fenway so it's just a matter of time Um, yeah and it it seems that you have built just from the the pictures i've seen and the testimonials i've read and different things like that you guys have 
really built some strong relationships, client-wise, individual-wise, you know, mm -hmm. so that it almost feels like a family. Um, yeah. At least from the outside looking in, that's how it felt. Did you intentionally kind of set out to do something like that? Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I'm someone, you know, that I'm okay having 100, you know, VIP clients versus, uh, you know, 200,000. Because, you know, there's no family feel to that. I want to make this, you know, sexy, exclusive. Right. And, you know, we take pride in being able to, you know, take excellent care of each and every one of our clients, you know, whether they're a family, a, you know, law firm, um, an athlete. So that's great. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that is where you're seeing a lot of the companies that are weathering the storm in which they're doing things correctly. Um, yeah. You know, and sometimes I, I hesitate of saying like correctly and not correctly, you know, because it's very black and white, but, you know, wherever you can build those relationships. And like you said, you've been doing it for 15 years, like, sh yeah. you know, kissing baby, shaking hands, all of that stuff. But I think for you, at least from what I've observed, um, you actually seem to give a shit beyond just shaking hands from a networking perspective. Am I, yeah. am I? on with that one, I hope. For sure, for sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think it matters. It matters and it shows, and it's definitely showing in your business's ability to keep going. Um, speak to us a little bit more about control because that, I caught that line that you said, and it's a very important one that I wanna kind of drive home about focusing on what you can yeah. control and what you cannot in these experiences. So can you speak to that a little bit more? Yeah, for sure, Michelle. So. Growing up and like as a teenager, um, you know, I would always stress over small things and in college, you know, I would get, you know, so worked up on, you know, uh, getting a hundred on a test or, you know, studying like crazy for this and that. And like, looking back, I say, I wish I didn't, you know, worry about um, those small things. I wish I, you know, paid more focus on, you know, like big picture items. Yeah. Um, and in our line of work, as you can imagine, there's so many moving pieces yeah. and so many moving pieces that we have no control over. And it is what it is. But if we, on the other hand, you know, focus on what we, you know, can control. And if, you know, we make sure that we have all of our ducks, you know, lined up, then everything will be fine. But I just like where I'm at in, you know, my career, like my career, I just can't invest any, you know, negative energy um, and stuff that I have no control over. And if I worry about it, it's just going to, you know, do so much more harm. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that probably, you know, like you said, like that was probably the number one reason why you were able to, to move, you know, and come out of the being paralyzed for lack yeah. of a better term. Right. Because I saw a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of businesses that were just stuck, right. They were so overwhelmed and so paralyzed that, mm -hmm. and they were trying to control everything because it's a knee jerk reaction to a crisis, of course, right? humans in general. Um, so, you know, kudos to you for, for taking that Thank you. approach for it. Um, yeah. So do you lead that way as well? You know, do you tell yes. your, your people that too? Yes, for sure. Good. For sure. Good. Because I think sometimes I want to make sure it trickles down for folks Always. to learn it yeah. more. Um, yeah. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, what do you think are kind of your, your key things when it comes to success and what brought you success? Like, I don't know, give me like the top three, because you deal with some pretty substantial VIPs. You know, there's a lot of, um, I would assume, because I have been in the entertainment industry on some level, you know, there's egos, there are a lot of competing priorities, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. So what do you think, you know, give me your top three for being successful in this. Uh, great question. And it's tough to put my finger on just three of them, but uh, 
you know, I take pride in, you know, my work ethic and I would like to, you know, think that I'm, you know, working 24 seven and I'm working, you know, my ass off. Um, but I'm also, you know, working, you know, very smart again, you know, uh, we don't go after, you know, small companies where client entertainment may not be, you know, relevant for them. So, you know, we're focusing on, you know, large law firms, accounting firms, you know, wealth management. So, um, you know, just being smart in the way, you know, that we go about building, you know, these new, uh, partnerships, um, the motivation, you know, to, you know, not fail. Like I thrive, you know, off of success, um, you know, being able to, being able to overcome rejection, you know, someone saying no and like using that Michelle to, you know, motivate me more, you know, to find someone, you know, that wants to say yes to us. Yeah. And yeah, like just again, like seeing the, seeing the happiness that we bring to our clients and like building a friendship with them. You know, I want to get us out of, you know, like that business mode where it's like, you know, they feel comfy, you know, going out for dinner with us. Or if, you know, they're going to the game, you know, they say, Brandy, you know, why don't, you know, you guys just, you know, it's like, uh, come with us, you know? So, um, I would say like, those are a few of them. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's ultimately what it sounds like is like the no like trust factor. Yeah, you know, for sure. Coupled with some hard work, but I, but I want to echo what you said in the fact of you're working 24 seven, but you're also working smart and it's a choice mm-hmm. to run at the pace that you're running, which right. I think is contradictory to some people who work 24 seven, but stay in the same place, right? right? Cause they're not coupling that with strategic motion for lack for sure. of a better phrase. Correct. Yep. Um, so oh, what sure. are, what are the ways that you, what are the ways that you do bounce back? Like you said, you leverage that failure for lack of a better term or somebody saying no or whatever it may be. So, you know, on your shitty days yeah, and things are happening, what do you do? Because we're the resilient entrepreneur here. So I have to ask that. Sure. I just move on Michelle. Like I wish there was a more sexy answer, but honestly, no, like, okay. like my, you know, mental game is, is very strong where if, you know, we have a bad day where we don't, you know, get uh, any type of new meetings or, you know, virtual meetings. Um, I say, listen, like, I know, you know, that we can, you know, bounce back from this because look at who we already are working with. Like our resume, you know, speaks for itself. So if, you know, we hear 10 no's, I'm like, all right, so be it. You know, there's a thousand, you know, more businesses out there. Yeah. I just, you know, talk myself out of it very, very fast. And I don't ever, you know, let someone say no or, um, you know, I'm going to go online for this brand in like, you know, so, um, but I mean, that's not I, necessarily, I just move on. That's you've trained yourself. Yeah. Manner, I've assumed. Yeah. Right? Like you said earlier, you used to, you used to kind of look at those little things and stay stuck on them on some level or worry about them. You know, what do you think was kind of that turning point where you said, you know, for lack of a better term, fuck it. And, yeah. you know, it's just going to roll off my back and I'm just going to keep going at it. I essentially said, like, if I want to be successful in doing what I want to do, you know, I'm going to have to overcome, you know, the obstacles, someone saying no, and, you know, just say, all right, Brandon, you know, think about it, you know, think about, you know, what you guys could have done better, um, and then just move on. Right. Uh, you're always going to hear more no's than yeses with whatever it is that you're doing, you know, whether it's business, personal, and like, I'm fine with that. Like, I'm okay, you know, having someone say no, you know, that's just going to motivate me more. I love it. I absolutely love that. I mean, I think, and more people need to hear that because I think they hear no. And one, they take it personally, which I'm assuming you 
don't on some level, no. um, no. you know, because you really do need to detach your, your self-worth from the outcome. They're two completely different things. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think it's, it's nice to hear you say that and to kind of, for our listeners to hear it as well, because it is something that I think people put a lot of stock in when hearing the no's and it's a numbers game, correct? It is. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, so tell us about, cause I know you also, you do a lot of community stuff as well, um, mm-hmm. which I think is one of the, the, the fabulous things about you too. So can you talk to us a little bit about, you know, why? I know you did a huge candy thing for Halloween with the communities, you're active oh, yeah. in Boy Scout. So, so talk yeah. to us about that kind of balance with, with the business. Yeah. Um, so I just love meeting new people and I love, you know, networking and I love helping people. So I'm always thinking of, you know, new ways that I can you know, personally branch out, you know, outside of the best seats VIP. And I say, you know, how do I, you know, meet new f- folks now, you know, like during COVID and there's no in-person events. So, uh, my, so for example, for the candy one, um, my dad's the owner of a candy business and I wanted to give back to the community. So uh, we donated some candy last month, you know, for the holidays to nonprofits, some of the hospitals, the uh, frontline workers. And so, you know, it was something sweet, you know, to lift everybody's uh, spirits. It was a fun way, you know, to meet new people. Um, These, you know, organizations now know about, you know, my dad's business as well. Um, For the fishing, I love fishing. You know, it's a hobby of mine. Um, and I realized that summer camps were on pause or, you know, they were canceled. So I just simply posted a flyer online, Michelle, saying that I'm going to be offering, you know, fishing lessons. Um, and it was in a Facebook group. Next thing you know, you know, my email was flooded with, you know, mothers signing up, you know, their kids for, you know, uh, private, uh, private fishing lessons. Um, and that was, you know, it's just really, really cool for me to also meet, you know, new families in my hometown, you know, that I never knew about, obviously. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm just always thinking of, you know, new creative ways that I can branch out, you know, outside of this. Which I like because it's not, you're not doing the traditional, like join a BNI, join a chamber, like doing that things. You're just simply meeting people, which you right. know, I find a lot of the times folks will overcomplicate it. <laughs> so I hear yeah. that a lot from clients. I'm like, well, which, which things should I join or which strategy should I use? And I'm like, well, just go see people, right? <laughs> find the people. Yeah. <laughs> um, hundred percent. I understand if you're an introvert, maybe that's a little bit more difficult, but yeah. then I would think that you have to marry it with something you love. Kind of, kind of like you just said, you love fishing. True. Yeah. Right? Um, so let's talk about, I'm jumping all over the place, but it's because I have so that's many okay. things in my head yeah. to talk to you about. <laughs> um, let's talk about how you focus amongst all of this stuff. Cause you're running a company it's yeah. got a lot of high profile stuff going on. And, you know, we were speaking about it earlier that I, I like to do my homework and you in an article were interviewed, you referenced a quote from your brother that said the difference between successful people and very successful people is that successful people say no to almost everything. So yeah. why don't you talk to me a little bit about that? And I don't know if my brother made that up or if he heard that somewhere and then he, uh, <laughs> And then he's like, I think he dropped that uh, gem on me when I was in college, a junior or a senior. And I was, and again, you know, like you said, I was trying to balance, you know, so many things, you know, when I was in a school and uh, you know, that, that line, you know, that quote, you know, definitely hit home and I'm looking back on it now. And like, I'm still, you know, using that because I'm always getting tossed, you know, this new idea, you know, that we should do. And, you know, this new experience and like, 
there's so much stuff is always going on at once. Um, and if you learn to, you know, prioritize and, you know, say no, um, in a kind way, obviously, um, then you can focus, like I said, on the big picture things. And, um, I've just seen more success from, you know, focusing and, you know, doubling down on the big picture items than, you know, trying to take on, you know, 10 small little projects. Um, because, you know, just time is money. I'm trying to minimize the amount of stress that I have on my plate. Um, and, if it's not the right time for me to take something on now, I say, listen, you know, let's revisit this in you know, two or three months, maybe. Yeah. It's not necessarily depending on the situation and no, it's just not right now, which is a good sales exactly. tactic anyway. Right. Um, exactly. Yeah. So I, and I, and I like the fact that you said that you are, you're very cognizant of the stress on your plate because you are running yeah. a company, which is stressful when you're responsible for, for other people and things like that. So mm-hmm. I think it says a lot about you that you're keeping that at the forefront because then that I would assume trickles down to the people Definitely. who know you and the clients and everything else. Um, For sure. Did you learn? Cause you just, I didn't realize your dad owns the candy company. So did you learn quite a bit from him in some levels entrepreneurship wise or? Uh, I did, you know, and I always saw that, you know, like from afar and, and saw that the lifestyle, you know, that he's created for him and like, our family. And I always thought that it was really cool, you know, that he makes his own schedule, you know, he manages his team, um, you know, his line of work is very cool too. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, and i got to say, you know, during the pandemic, I've been, you know, helping him out, you know, with some sales and business development. And um, I would say, you know, that I've learned the most about, you know, uh, Washburn Candy that I've known, my, you know, it's my whole life over these past eight or nine months now. Right. Um, and yeah, you know, so I still see that and, you know, that's the type of career, you know, that I want to have. Yeah. So, I mean, and again, another silver lining within this crazy, crazy ass sure. stuff, right? Um, For sure. Which I think I saw a lot of posts given the fact that we're at the end of the year, right? Or the beginning of 2021 right now, we're taping this in January. And there are a lot of posts that were like, fuck 2020, get it out of here. I don't want to see it. You know, all of that stuff. Um, yeah. You know, what's your feeling? on it i don't get that michelle because wouldn't you agree that like this year half of the year is going to be that like the exact same like yeah. nothing's yeah. going to change uh yeah, i mean and hope- it's, it's in your perspective <laughs> like yeah yeah i don't know i guess people were like hopeful that you know when the clock struck midnight on you know the 31st we we're going to start over and this would like never happen but like we're still here and it's the same you know situation but um yeah i don't know like that you know having that mindset it's like it's not going to do you any good you know, so we're here, let's just, you know, make the most out of it and just move on. Exactly. And I think I, I tend to, I tend to remind folks as well that like resilience is in the entrepreneur job description, being able to adjust should be in your job description as an entrepreneur as well to whatever the situation may be. And I don't want to oversimplify it, you know, because it's hard, it's hard as hell to your point, like you're hustling 24 seven, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's not doable. Um, on a lot of levels, as well right. as, you know, your perfect example of you've diversified your income streams. Yeah. So when you do come out of this, you know, you have another go-to, which is it's true. fantastic, right? That's true. Um, so talk to us. I like to, I like to go, you know, we've talked a lot about highs. We've talked a lot about accomplishments. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some fuck ups. Um, <laughs> so, you know, can you, can you remember any times that maybe you, you know, failed. And like you said, like you just let it roll off, but I'm talking like early stages because there are some folks who listen to this, who have not grown that skin yet. 
So any times that you can kind of talk, talk us through that, you know, you kind of maybe royally fucked it up and had to kind of push through that. Uh, good question. <laughs> I wouldn't say the word royally, you know, cause that like adds some emphasis to it. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I was just talking to my mother about this last night. You know, when I started the company, it was in college on a very small scale. And I just decided to call it the best seats or the best seats in the house tickets. All right. Um, and then, um, you know, like five or six years later, whatever the case may be, I, you know, changed it to the best seats VIP. Right. And that's what, you know, we've been going with, you know, since then, Michelle. But now, um, you know, in 2021, you know, we've expanded so much and, you know, we've just grown um, and, and we've outgrown our business name. So I'm here thinking like maybe had I thought more about it back then about, you know, what I wanted to call us or, you know, where I saw us going. Um, I wouldn't be, you know, here now, which is, you know, we're going through a whole new, you know, company rebrand, right. um, which is exciting, but I guess, you know, looking back, maybe I should have thought more about it. Um, but again, like what it could have, should have, you know, like companies grow and it's a good problem to have, I guess. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't know, like outside of that, honestly, like there's been a few times, you know, where experiences may not have gone, uh, you know, how they you know, should have gone, but that's never, you know, because of us. Obviously, you know, we take blame for it. But for example, like the artist or, you know, the actor or, you know, the celebrity is late, you know, to a meet and greet or they decide to cancel it because they had a bad game or a bad show that night, whatever the case may be. You know, we have to be the bearer of, you know, like bad news to our clients. Hey, guys, you know, not going to happen tonight, but we're going to reschedule for it. Right. Right. Which, I mean, is good. Uh It's, It's a good way to be because I think I've worked in client services for many years as well. And being kind of that middle can, yeah. that can be uncomfortable, but um, I don't want to assume, but I'm, I'm going to on some level here that, you know, you just approach it with authenticity. Cause again, what you yeah. can and can control, correct? Exactly. And, you know, we, we always, you know, preface it like, Hey, listen, look, there's a chance that, you know, tonight's meet and greet might get, you know, bumped to pregame or, you know, like postgame. So, you know, we always try to set like the tone for our clients, but if, if something does, you know, come up, they're not just like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Like that's, you know, not cool. Um, yeah. but yeah. And that goes back to, you know, like what I said, as long as we, you know, focus on what we can control, you know, then we're going to be all right. Yeah. Good. And I, you know, and I love the example that you gave around the name as well, because oftentimes, you know, people come into their business with one idea and then five, 10 years down the road, it's something, you know, their why is the same, their mission may be the same, but yeah. how it, how it kind of came to be may look completely different. So, True. I mean, I think it's, I think what you're describing, at least to me, seems like a really normal and a really cool evolution of your yeah. company from the scalability perspective. So, I mean, congratulations. Thank, Thank you. <laughs> number one on that. So tell us what we can expect. Tell us what's coming in 2021 with the rebrand. If you're, if you're open to speaking about that. Yeah. So the rebrand is like number one, Michelle. So uh, we're definitely very excited about that. We're going to be going live. Uh, we've already started to build our brand new website. Uh, we are going to uh, be coming out with a brand new company name, of course, the logo. Uh, and we're very excited about that. Uh, we're going to be continuing with all the really fun uh, virtual VIP experiences. Um, we're just very hopeful, you know, by midsummer, at the end of summer, we're back to somewhat of a normal, meaning we're going out to events, some shape, some form, maybe at a smaller capacity. Um, but pray that at some point during this year, you know, that we're back at concerts and sports and traveling again and, you know, yeah. just going back to normal. 
Yeah. I mean, and, and I think there's no harder industry that's been hit than the entertainment industry on a lot of levels and stuff. Cause I think yeah. people don't realize with the events, especially, you know, it's not just about the artists. It's about, you know, that's the theater person in me. Like it's about the techies. It's about yep. people in New York, you know, capacity. It's, it's the trickle down effect of the impact from it as well. So for sure, we're all hoping that, <laughs> you know, we're, we're back to normal ish whatever yep. that looks like soon too. So, I mean, is there any kind of last, last, you know, bits of wisdom? I mean, you've seen a lot of stuff and you've been through a lot of stuff. So any last bits of wisdom that you think our, our audience could benefit from? Uh, great question. You know, just hustle your ass off, you know, just work hard, work smart. And, but like most importantly, more important than that, you know, work, work doing something that you love. Like I didn't, I didn't like by any means, you know, what I was doing at 25, 26. So I said, you know what, fuck it. I'm, I'm going to, you know, make that jump. Um, and I see so many people now and I talk to so many of students where they're like, Brandon, like, I don't know what I want to do. Um, or, you know, they're fresh out of college and they're, you know, miserable. I say, listen, like, you know, like, like two things. One, when you're in college, you have to dabble, you know, and just yeah. network and like intern and just do so many different things to figure out what you're, you know, like passionate about and like what you're going to have fun doing. Um, two, you know, don't get so caught up in like my first job is my last job. You know, no one ever stays at that same company. So, you know, um, don't be scared to make that jump. Um, and especially now, like I feel for students, you know, that are graduating and, you know, that will be graduating. Like it's a very, very tough time. Um, but you know, don't lose focus, you know, don't get stressed out about it. Just work your ass off, you know, work smart and, everything works out the way that it should be. Right. And I like the fact that you said dabble in college, because I think at least when, when I was coming up, it was like, you're going to graduate from high school. You're going to go to college. You're going to have a specific major and you're absolutely going to know what you want to do for the rest of your life at age 18, which is just completely unfucking realistic. Right. Um, right. You know, and you're going to come out and you're going to walk right into a job, which is a bill of goods that we were, a lot of us were sold. Yeah. Um, that was not correct. You know, um, and to your point, and you were just another great example of how the collective skill sets that you've, you know, collected over the years from college, from working with your dad, from all that, you know, really does lead for success. Basically. Yeah. And like, honestly, Michelle, I don't think I would be where I am today if I didn't graduate college, work, you know, like corporate for right. four or five years. Because like through those experiences, it opened my eyes even more to being the entrepreneur, you know, that I had in me, I was like, shit, you know, like, I'm not cut out for this. Like, I can't sit still. Right. Um, and, you know, my potential is, you know, way greater than, you know, working for someone, which nothing wrong with that. But I had, you know, so much leverage. I had too much access in my, you know, like back pocket where I'm like, I, I have to do something that's way bigger than this, right. um, which I am. Question for you. Do you yeah. think that, so do you think that college is still going to be as relevant you know, when this is all over and it may be like in five years, is it going to be like the normal thing to, you know, go to college and. Yeah. I've thought, I've thought about that a lot because you know what, I think I'm also, I'm also a big advocate for the trades as well, because I see, mm. I see what it can do. And I see, obviously it's needed. And I think during yeah. this pandemic, those are the things that didn't go away. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think it's just going to look a lot different. I think there's a lot of value, you know, kind of in the line with what you just said for college. And yes, it's going to teach you things, obviously, like you're going to, you know, go to classes right. and learn, you know, tactical things and knowledge, but also it's the life experience piece. 
Yeah. And I feel like if we can replicate that and just not have as much of a cost associated with it. True. Yeah. You know, there's a reason why kids in Europe go, you know, they go off for like a month or two before they go away because it's about the life experience. Um, You know, I mean, unless like, unless you're a lawyer or something billable like that, you obviously have to go to college. Law, healthcare. Right. Right. Like you need that. Right. The concrete stuff. But I mean, I think I've told you this. I graduated with a theater and music major for goodness sakes, like, and ended up running tech teams. Right. <laughs> like what, you know, but it's, yeah. it's just, like you said, it's life and it's. Right. I think it teaches you great life experiences. Like you said, you know, like time management, you know, managing projects and stuff like that. But I just don't think that what you learn in the four walls of a classroom is ever going to be as great as what you learn, like outside, you know, from interning, you know, from like volunteering. Agreed. Agreed. And I think that's why, you know, I look at colleges, I think like Northeastern and stuff like that, they do the co-ops, they do stuff right? because you do, you have to understand how it exists outside the four walls. Mm-hmm. And I mean, entrepreneurship is also like, hell, that is like a, the best teacher as well, because you're yeah. trial by firing so many things. Um, and I think sometimes ignorance is bliss. Very it comes true. To, comes yeah. to that too. Like, it is. you know, like if we had known maybe how hard it would be, there are some people who say I wouldn't have fucking done it. Like if I'd known, but now that you're mm-hmm. in it, right. it's, it's worth it. So, you know, thank you. That is a very great question. I think, especially for people listening um, who maybe are finding themselves not able to kind of step out of that box. I yeah. hear that a lot about like lawyers or doctors or those people who have kind of come out and they're, they're in that box. Right. And well, what will people think if I step out of the box? Like, People don't think about you as much as maybe you think they do. Right. <laughs> so just Nobody cares. <laughs> no, just do your own thing and they can keep their opinions to themselves and, you know, you'll be a happier human being. Um, right. Well, thank you, Brandon. I and really enjoy talking to you. I think you've just had a thank really you for cool, having me. cool experience. Tell people where they can find you and, you know, so that they can watch out for the new rebrand. Yep, for sure. So currently, uh, if you're looking to find us online, you can visit us at thebestseatsvip.com. On Instagram, it's at thebestseats. I'm a huge advocate of LinkedIn, so I'm more than happy to connect with everybody on there. Um, But yeah, uh, we'll be going live, you know, with our uh, new rebrand, probably, hopefully, Michelle, by the summertime. You know, we're trying to line that up with, you know, when normal seat is back and you know people are going out these events so we're trying to line that up um which i will you know make known you know for the whole you know the company name and you know where people can uh uh find us but yeah um and i appreciate uh you having me on here i'm trying to figure out what color hair i want to dye my hair because i see the pink and i'm like do i go blue or green maybe (laughs) i don't know man i mean either one because i love the pink Thank you. Thank you. I just, this is one of my kind of like, fuck it things. <laughs> I like that, you know, no. you know, so thank you. I appreciate that. And I appreciate sure. you. And thank you again for being on with me today. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it, Michelle. I have to take anything away from my conversation with Brandon. The number one thing that I am taking away is that, you know, if you find yourself in a box, you have also the power to be outside of the box. You know, in his case, an events company, or an event-based, experience-based company who could no longer do that, you know, broke out of the box and figured out a different way of doing it and creating kind of that same emotional response for their clients and their VIPs and things like that. As well as, you know, that little conversation that we had in the end around college 
And what does your path look like? And, you know, if you are listening to this right now and you don't like the state of things, you know, you have to remember that you have a choice to, you know, control what you can control and take a different path. All right. And next week's episode, you will not want to miss folks because I am welcoming my lovely friend, Elaine Morrison on the show. She is a powerhouse woman and has an amazing story. Talk about transformation and the things that she's gone through. This is an episode you will not want to miss. And as always, if you love this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, download, rate, and review, and you know, tell a friend because who couldn't use a little more resilience in their life, right? See you later. 